You're listening to the Christina Silva Show. Welcome to Women's History Month. We will be featuring our first female that joined the United States Women's Army Corps. And she has so much to share through life lessons and a lifelong career as an EDD specialist and a film and television historian. Welcome to the show, Cheryl Schaefer. Now, Cheryl Schaefer has created her life in media to be an arm up to fellow comrades in all branches of the military. Cheryl has a compassionate heart. She loves pets, but the most that she loves to do is to inform, educate, and motivate the world to understand the importance of military service. She especially loves to uplift fellow females in the industry and around the world that contribute with their stories and testimonies of empathy and compassion for those that have served, those that have been lost, and those that are currently serving. Cheryl began producing TV in 1996 as a liaison and extended arm to veterans in San Mateo County while she worked and finally retired a local veterans employment representative, LVER, that's Cheryl. She's successfully retired, but she's still working after utilizing many of her benefits. She earned two bachelor's degrees, one in theater arts and the other by employing her GI Bill in civil service. Cheryl went to CSUN and also got a second degree in radio, TV, and film. That concentration means that Cheryl is educating our veterans live with subject matter expertise you need to get involved in your military and veteran community. Cheryl belongs to several organizations and she's a proud member and fellow legionnaire at Post 43 Hollywood with your host, Christina R. Silva. Marines and women of the Army Corps join together today to make Women's History Month special. Cheryl has a focus on legislation and making careers in the industry by partnering with comrades, and she just welcomed another co-producer to Veterans Helping Veterans TV. Joining me after this long and illustrious intro is the Cheryl Schaefer herself. Cheryl, welcome to the Christina Silva Show. Hi, Christina. Thank you for the invitation. Great to be with you today. Well, you're quite mighty and dangerous with your military career serving in the Women's Army Corps and with your new iPhone 13. Yes. Well, Cheryl, we're going to start with where you were born, what made you the person that you are outspoken, but also very humbling and honored to serve in our veterans community. I would love to know each and every guest's background about their siblings and where they came from, because it truly helps us see where you came from and how you've evolved over years and decades of service. Well, I'm a Marine Corps brat, actually. Uh, and raised, yes, ma'am. I was born in Camp Pendleton. Um, my mother served in the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps during World War II, where she met my father, a Marine. During, uh, he had just come back from Guadalcanal, and he was recuperating from his war injuries, and they actually met on a blind date. Unfortunately, my, my parents' marriage did not last long enough. It lasts about seven, eight years. And the year that I was born, my, my mother had divorced my father and uh, married my stepfather, another Marine. Hoorah. So I grew up in the Marine Corps, uh, traveled all over. Uh, we, we were mainly based in California, but my sister was born in um, South Carolina and my brother was born in Philadelphia. 
so, you know, we, we were uh, your typical Marine Corps family traveling throughout the United States. And my stepfather met, spent most of his tour in California and retired uh, into the San Francisco Bay Area after we moved up to the Bay Area in the mid 60s. So my stepfather retired after 32 years in the Marine Corps. Um, he was an E-9 when he retired. It was one of the first Sergeant Majors in the Marine Corps. So I was born with uh, three parents who were not only military veterans, um, but they were disabled veterans. Cheryl, that is outstanding and so amazing to hear that you're history is so rich with Marine Corps service and Army service. That is truly the way we transcend is when we consider all the services and what it takes to make freedom. It's a cost of being a disabled American veteran. Thank you for being the example of women in the military with Women's History Month upon us. Thank you, Christina. You too. You know, they're, they're, um, women serving in the military is such a small percentage. It's roughly in the Army, it's roughly about 15 to 17 percent of the active Army is military, military women. In the military, all the branches realize they cannot be as effective as they are without women in the military, number one. And number two, um, March is Women's History Month, and I really appreciate you letting me be a guest on your show. So thank you for that. And um, uh, yes, actually, I'm a member of the Daughters of the American Re Revolution on my father's side. They go all the way back to the Revolutionary War. That's so, doubly incredible. We pay homage to your mother who served in World War II. We're going to talk a little bit about her service and to your dad and stepdad, their service as Marines back then. They had a bayonet. They didn't have cyberspace warfare techniques. They did not have what I had when I was a Marine in the 80s, coming up in Camp Lejeune, being Iron Woman and fighting physically with the yut, all the different ways we are able to defend ourselves. But our nation, all the way back to hand-to-hand -to -hand combat, is still the elite set of joint task forces on the planet. Did you ever imagine that you would join the military? Well, you know, because I was born in into it, it was really all I knew growing up. And so, so my parents, when um, we moved from Southern California to Camp Pendleton Oceanside area, we moved up to the Bay Area and my stepfather retired and we have a very good life because of his career and my parents bought their first home uh, up in the Bay Area in Pacifica. And so it was a great place to retire. And at that time, it was the start of Silicon Valley. Who knew? Who knew? You know? Silicon Valley now and looking back then was rich with so many veterans benefits. And over the years, I've interviewed so many women and men that have served from Northern California. They have such rich history with the first VA hospital and VA benefit center there that still exists in near San Mateo County, near Alameda County, in Sacramento, just rich with legislation, benefits. And we want to encourage our audience when we're educating our veterans live about utilizing their benefits. And when we get to part of your career, before we hear about that, we want to just know where you came from and some things from your history before the military that inspired you. You're unique because you had all three parental guides that showed you that the military is a great place to learn, travel, you learned about benefits, you learned about home purchase, and you remember a solid foundation. Well, there were two reasons why I joined the military. One was to get the GI Bill to go to college on 
the GI Bill. Because to me, that benefit is probably, um, besides buying a home through the VA, the GI Bill for education certainly changed my life. It changed my parents' life. Um, it certainly changed my life. I am who I am because I went to college on the GI Bill. In fact, Christina, I don't know if you know this story, but when I got out of the army, I got out in 1971 and I got an early out. I was stationed at 97th General Hospital in Frankfurt, Germany, but I got an early out. And on a Friday, I got discharged. I, I flew from Germany to Fort Dix, New Jersey, got discharged on a Friday. On Monday, I was starting my second year of college on the GI Bill. And I went to college on the GI Bill for about a very long time. I had two degrees that I got both on the GI Bill. San Francisco State, I, I received my first BA degree. And many years later, I was able to, when I lived in Southern California, went to Cal State University Northridge, got my second BA degree. To me, and in my mind, education is the key to everything in life. So when I got out of the service, I went down to my local EDD office, long story, very short. Um, when I was sitting at a vet rep's job, she, uh, at her desk, she was looking at my job and what I was looking to do. I was looking for part-time work while going to college on the GI Bill. She offered me a job working for the EDD at that point. And I said to her, well, I'm not looking for a full-time job. I'm looking for a part-time job. And she said these magical words to me, we will work your school schedule around the hours you want to work. So if you only want to come in and work two days a week, that's okay with us. Now, I will tell you, in my experience, very few employers offer you that right off the bat. And they did. And I went into San Francisco and I applied for the test, passed the test, got my veterans point added. So I actually maxed out over the test, went back a week later with my results and started working for the EDD within a week after that. Oh, wow. so working for the EDD was never what I wanted to do, okay? Because the first half of my career, I basically processed unemployment insurance forms. And this was before computers. So it was the old school. It was all manual work. We had huge trays, five by seven uh, files of all the clients that were collecting unemployment. We did everything manually. So it's amazing to see just within the EDD, the changes in the old way things were done to when we transition into computers. So yeah, working for the EDD was the best thing that ever happened to me after I got out of college um, because I retired from it and I retired young at the age of 56 with a full pension. So God, for Congratulations that. Congratulations yes, and thank God bless America. Well, that is exceptional to hear that you actually joined the U.S. Women's Army Corps and they offered you the opportunity to get an early out. But let's share your military occupational specialty after that amazing story of the richness of an EDD career because the EDD even today in the global pandemic is hiring. So tell us, what was your military occupational specialty when you were well, in uniform? Looking back, it was a perfect fit for me. And the woman that offered me the job saw my background. I was a personal specialist. I was stationed at Fort Knox, Kentucky for most of my military career. I went to personal specialist and I worked at the Armist School 
maintaining at first the officer enlisted files. And then as I got promoted through the ranks, I ended up working over at the armor school for the enlisted tankers, maintaining their records. All of this was before computers, completely different than what they do now. So I was personal and special. It was, it was perfect fit working for the EDD. They were looking for clerical people and I had the perfect background. Wow, what I love about your testimony is that you were sure about what you wanted to do and you had, again, the foundation of watching your military service parents accomplish this goal. Education is key. It's the greatest tagline I ever learned. And last week I went to the council on colleges and military education symposium, which proves again, education and travel will lead you anywhere. And it's the root of what you earn when you serve. So thank you for raising your hand and serving Cheryl and sharing with us today, what we can do to empower others that may be coming up on retirement or seeking a job. What can you say that the EDD does today besides the one-stop center? I believe that the EDD today connects military veterans to the resources, but that the military veteran has to do for himself or herself what they need to do. And that's communicate what they really truly want, what that pathway looks like to them, and then have the EDD professional give them which resources and job opportunities may be available. Am I correct? Well, back in the day, now see, everything has changed. Everything has changed because of technology, number one. So back in the day when I first worked in job service, I was in job, within the EDD, there's two departments. You Well, there's actually more, but for, for what we're talking about today, there's unemployment insurance, and then there's job service. When you collect unemployment insurance, part of the deal is when you get your unemployment insurance, is you have to be looking for a work. So you have the people in the unemployment insurance that process your payments. And then you have the other side, which is the job service. And those are the people that help you look for work and refer you to local services, whether you're a veteran or not. So after, after I spent half of my career processing unemployment, the other half when I was in job service and a year later, we had a new office manager her first official duty was to offer me, because when she found out I was a veteran, she said to me, "Where everything is changing because of computers, and we would like to make you the LVR in San Mateo County. Now, at the time that she offered me that position, I didn't really understand what that meant. But I will tell you this, the power of the EDD vet rep and what's so amazing about having that job is you actually empower people and you change lives. And it done the right way, you make a positive impact, not only on a veteran's life, but their family as well. Because even now in today's world with instant communication that everybody has access through their phone or their computer at home or whatever, um, they still don't know what their benefits are. I mean, the whole reason I do the VHVTV, Veterans Helping Veterans TV. And, and originally I started that long, many, many, many years ago when I was working for EDD. We lived, I worked and lived in San Mateo County. Well, that is a huge county. And my disabled veteran outreach partners, a lot of them were severely disabled and we couldn't be in all the places that we needed to be, physically be there. So how else do you get the word out 
we had staffs outstationed at the College of San Mateo. So I went up to the College in San Mateo and I met with them up there and they were working with the Midpen Media Center in Palo Alto. Hmm. And it's through that, the idea here was to get the veterans to come into our office at least one time, the student veterans at College of San Mateo, so we could say to them, hey, did you know you could go to the VA? Hey, did you know that if you need somebody to talk to, there's a vet center at Redwood City? Hey, did you know what the County Veterans Service Office does? So the idea here was will you educate them and at least if nothing else, because you may or may not see that person again, you give them an overview of what's available to them as a veteran. And as a veteran, and I'm sure you pretty much know this yourself, the benefits are endless. Yes. Well, when I met you, Cheryl, at the American Legion Post 43, we instantly connected. That was years and years ago. We have many of the same friends in the business legislating, advocating, and sharing the word about earned benefits in housing, health, employment, and education. And it is so great to know that we meet the veterans where they are, or we invite them where they fit in because we are a very special team of veterans. We understand each other because we've served. And so to hear that colleges and universities have dedicated veteran resource centers, and it's becoming even more popular with digital veteran resource centers outreach and still brick and mortar traditional veteran outreach centers. Now that the pandemic is softening and we are lifting those mask mandates, we still will be able to safe social distance and meet each other to encourage that educating our veterans' lives is a community responsibility. Moving in to Veterans Helping Veterans TV. On this part of the show, we really want to congratulate you for years and years of Veterans Helping Veterans TV, but you can't do it alone. And with your iPhone, you have several to thank and to tell us about both of your locations. Since your original studio in Northern California is still thriving, you're down in a very special place and you have so many people to thank. And tell us about your new ventures with Veterans Helping Veterans TV. Well, you know, everything changed when the pandemic hit in March of 2020. It's hard to believe it's been a couple of years, but during that time, early 2020, my friend Sandy D, who is associate producer of VHV TV, she and I had had four production meetings over at the UC Riverside campus with the Veterans Resource Center. Their director is Tammy Thacker, who is herself a Navy veteran. So anyway, she, I had met her at some of these women veteran events that we have in the Inland Empire, which is in Side County, which is where I live. Um, and she invited us to come in and do an interview with the Veterans Resource Center about the Veterans Resource Center on campus and how they outreach to veterans and also educate them on their benefits and resources that are avail available to them locally. So that's what we did. Unfortunately, we were scheduled to film mid-March, four days before we were to go onto campus and film. Of course, you know, they shut down the campus. So during those initial production meetings that we had over there, she had introduced us to a young man, a student who is the son of a Navy 
veteran. Um, and he agreed to help us film our episode when we were on campus. But unfortunately, since that got canceled in March, I had had a meeting on the Zoom. That was my first meeting on the Zoom. As soon as that meeting was over, I said, oh my God, I now this this is how I can film. Because here's the deal. I couldn't get to the studio in Palo Alto because if they had to close it for production. Now, recently they just opened it up and it is available. And I plan on opening up to guest host. If they want to come to a state-of-the-art studio in Palo Alto, they can do that. They can take my time slot and they can film as long as it's under the banner of Veterans Helping Veterans TV. So when we were shut down because of the pandemic, I called up Richard after I had that Zoom call. I said, Richard, I just had my first Zoom call. Do you think that we, would you be willing to help me edit it? Because he knows Premiere Pro. All the editing I do, I do on the iMovie on, on a Mac. I do everything on the iMovie. Um, and so he said, sure, he would help me. And so far we have produced like 24 uh, virtual interviews in the last couple of years. It's, it'll be two years next month that we uh, uh, did the virtual interviews. So uh, in October, we were able to film on location at a Veterans Expo in Marietta because we are working with the Veterans Resource Center to create content. We had several young students who wanted to film with us. And so we did virtual interviews. It's the only time we filmed um, uh, on location because of the pandemic. Um, but she is, uh, Tammy is reopening, not reopening, it's not the right way to say that, but the grand opening of the Veterans Resource Center is happening. February 24th, and we are filming there. I'm so excited because it's a new start, not just for the Veterans Resource Center, but also for VHV TV because um, I'm reaching a point to where I need to make this better, the concept of VHV TV better than what I can do on my own. And the only way I can do that really to keep it going as I get older I'm almost 75. I'll be 75 next year. If you can believe that, it's like just, time. but, but I need to pass it on. So the idea here is to transition it over, hopefully to the Veterans Resource Center at UC Riverside. So the students, especially the student veterans and their families have an online platform where they can tell their stories. I produce VHV TV, not for money. I produce it as an educational outreach. I produce community educational access television at the Midpen Media Center in Palo Alto. That is my home base. I'm hoping later this year to film at least one show in the studio, but until I can get to the studio, I really like working on the Zoom and working using that medium because it allows you to really interview anyone from virtually anywhere in the world um, that has a unique story to tell. And I just, like you're doing, um, you're recording our conversation. I record the whole video and then I either send it to Richard or I edit myself. Um, and so to be able to do that 
in a way that we didn't do before the pandemic. So in a weird roundabout way, the pandemic forced me to be more creative than I was before. Cause now truly I'm an independent filmmaker. I don't need to limit myself to just filming in the studio, which is the way it was before the pandemic. And in the 2018 and 2019, I opened up BHB TV to guest hosts that were willing to come to Palo Alto and film in a state-of-the-art studio. And the studio has been updated this year, more equipment, complete do-over, and it's open for business. So I can't wait to return to the studio. But until that happens, we just film virtually. We are talking to the one and only remarkable and transforming, adapting and overcoming Cheryl Schaefer, the founder of Veterans Helping Veterans TV. Her legacy is even planned out to encourage, motivate, and empower students seeking education and realizing through her story of education and her degrees in theater, film, and television that they can expect to be passed the baton the way it should be passed. Cheryl Schaefer is also sharing with us her upcoming plans, and she'd like to thank Tammy, Mr. Gonzalez, and the lady that has pause on her mind for being on her team. Let's give a thanks to Sandy D, Richard and Tammy. Right, Cheryl? Yes, ma'am. And all the guests who were willing to let me experiment with this medium and agree to a virtual interview. So you can see all those people, they're on the bhvtv.org website. You can see all the interviews. So I don't want to go through all the names because there's about 24 people, but they were willing and they contacted me and they said, we'd love to be on your show. So we were trying to figure out how to make it work and make it better than it is and constant improvement. And that's all we're trying to do. Our producer, our director, and our film and television legacy, Cheryl Schaefer, is living and producing public educational government TV for all of us to know that in your camis to your civvies, whether you're a dependent of a Marine or a dependent at UC Riverside, you too can get into a career in film and television. And on every Christina Silva show, we want to thank our troops on active duty to look forward to accessing their benefits in housing, health, employment, and education. And you can go if you're listening to these various resources to find out more on your own. Start Starting with Veterans Helping Veterans TV.org, Cammy's 2, number 2, Cammy's 2 Civvies.org, the Veteran VA.gov website, and you can go to the edd.ca.gov and find out about one-stop career opportunities and how to get gainful employment because you deserve it. And if the EDD isn't for you, the VA is leaning more toward holistic help for you and also career certificate programs. Try ccmeonline.org and find out if your college is part of the Council on Colleges and Military Education Organization. I know that UC Riverside is a member and I'm so excited that Cheryl Schaefer and her team will be recording and reporting in live format. Cheryl, that sounds like you're wearing your army boots. And I think you look spectacular in your uniform. How did you feel back then donning your cap and wearing your army uniform in Germany? 
Well, you know, my mother was uh, in the Women's Army Auxiliary Corps in 1942. In fact, she went in in 1941. She met my father on blind date. And once they got married, that was the end of her military career. But I joined the Army because, let's be real here, I didn't think I was tough enough to make in the Marine Corps. And by the time I was old enough to join the military, pardon me, I was frankly sick of the Marine Corps <laughs> well, I, because, listen, I was born and raised in it. So I knew it from a different perspective, not having served in it. But I went into the Women's Army Corps because my mother was in that during World War II. And I wanted to continue that legacy. And that was in my life, looking back on my life, one of the best decisions I ever made was to go into the military because everything I have that's good in my life right now is the direct result of me being a veteran. Well, Cheryl's admitted that her pain is weakness leaving the body. At least she joined the Army. And if you want to go Army, you got to go to GoArmy.com to find out about careers in the Army. Check out Marines, Navy, Air Force, Space Force, Coast Guard, or the DOD. Service is what saves my life every day, Cheryl. I want to tell you more about our organization, which our definite mission is to transform, adapt, and overcome. And when you had mentioned that your parents serving were disabled American veterans, I served eight years with the DAV, and I'm a current chapter service officer and life member of the Disabled American Veterans Organization. That is another resource in today's show that I would like to mention uh, for everyone, because waiting on your benefits or conforming them to your need is what is key. Along with education, there has to be research, perseverance, and creative resiliency solutions. You mentioned two degrees. That is a special way of enacting your GI Bill and also going after more programs, scholarships, grants, two degrees. How did you do it, Cheryl? Well, now you bring up, let me tell you how I did it. When I was at San Francisco State, I was a theater arts major. But when I was over there, I, there weren't that many women at that time. This was in the early 70s. I got out in 71. Um, so I started San Francisco State at 73. And I actually spoke to a veteran counselor in the office over there. And he said, you know, <clears throat> once you complete your degree, you still have four months left on your GI Bill. And I was going to graduate school there as well. I didn't get my master's, but I did go to graduate school. And he said to me, you still have four months left. So long story short, when I lived in LA, um, I lived in Chatsworth at the time, I was working for a man who owned an advertising agency out in Calabasas. And I said to him, <clears throat> he was running this advertising agency. He did not have enough work to keep me busy. 40 hours a week. So I said to him, would you allow me to go back to school on the GI Bill part-time so I can go back and get more education? So he agreed to let me go to school part-time. So I was able to extend my four month that I had left over. And, and I'm sure this is still true. At that time, if you were someone like me that only had a couple of months left on the GI Bill, they went ahead and paid the rest of that either school year or the rest of that semester. And that's how I was able to do it. 
I had that one little nugget of information from that vet counselor at San Francisco State Registration Office that said to me, oh, by the way, when you're done with all your education here, you will have four months left. You can still go back to school and use that up. And that's what I did. So I moved from Northern California to Southern California. And that's the way I did it. And I'm going to say this, and you've said it throughout our interview. If you want to succeed in anything in life, whatever it is, whatever skill you want to learn, education truly is the key to success because I own my home. I retired young. I did everything that I wanted to do. And I did it because I was a veteran and because that's the life I was born into and raised into. And it's the best life. Oh, that is so, I'm so proud to have you featured as our very first female amongst many females we both know working to ensure everyone knows about their benefits. And this Women's History Month is special because of what we've been through with the digital divide. But now there's no excuse for our veterans and military personnel serving all over the world and their dependents, the benefits transfer. Kids can go to the state college. There's just endless benefits like our guest, Cheryl Schaefer, has shared. So be encouraged. You know, that's my job as your cheerleading host is to help you transform, adapt, and overcome. We also have workshops that are coming up this year to help you actually get one-on-one encouragement. Most military people are very private, Cheryl. We have pride and we have just the will to succeed, but there's nothing like that helping hand. And as your bio mentioned, you are that arm and extension of help just to give someone that nugget that they need to start with an education. Along with our VA.gov has a robust system. In fact, our VA healthcare system is even helping your medical record be attainable, in any VA around the world, the benefits are so plenteous, there is a plethora of opportunities that you can clinch immediately and take control of your ebenefits.va.gov profile to enact, redeem, and to utilize your benefits almost instantly and become what you want to be, just like when you join the Army. Yeah, that's a great logo. Right on. This is an example of clean riding style. The Christina Silva show joining forces with veterans helping veterans TV. I'm so proud for you, Cheryl, to keep continuing with Zoom and also to see you with an invite to UC Riverside's grand opening of the Veteran Resource Center and also to help all my listeners start listening and watching your show on your YouTube channel. Veterans Helping Veterans TV, and also on your LinkedIn page, Veterans Helping Veterans TV. Take it away, Cheryl. Sure. The uh, grand opening is um, uh, the Veterans Resource Center is uh, scheduled for February 24th. It's from 3 to 5 p.m. We are going to be filming there. It's right in the middle of campus. Is at Costo Hall. So that's where the event is going to be at. Um, because of the pandemic and the surge of the COVID and the, all the variants we've had, uh, this event has been postponed multiple times. Um, but since the mask mandates are lifting around the state of California and elsewhere, that's a great thing. Um, I'm so excited to be a part of the Veterans Resource Center and to film it because 
The whole idea here is how do we educate these young veterans coming out of the military right now, walking into either a university environment or even if they're looking for a job or going to school or whatever, it's all about educating yourself on the benefits that you have earned. They're not giving you something for nothing. You know that. Amen to that. Amen to that is right because you earn your benefits as a veteran. Here's the best piece of advice I can give you to any veterans listening. Educate yourself on your benefits and use them up because over time they want to take them away from you. And the reality is, it's the key to a better life is using your, those benefits, knowing about them, enroll yourself into the VA healthcare system, learn about your benefits. Thank you so much, Christina. It's important to reach out for your benefits because like Cheryl said, they're earned. Well, I have earned this spectacular interview with our first special guest in Women's History Month, the founder of Veterans Helping Veterans TV, our U.S. Women's Army Corps special guest, Cheryl Schaefer. And we'll be back next week on the Christina Silva Show with another female service member that we want to honor, celebrate, and help to inform, educate, and motivate. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks, Christina. Great to see you. Be safe and peace out.